Hello. Thank you so much for joining us again for the Primary Focus. I'm Mary Beth Masters, Family Engagement Coordinator at Wise Primary School. Today we welcome three of our third grade teachers, Heather Davis, Tori Bevins, and Amber Foster, and our reading interventionist, Susie Stallard. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having Thanks. us. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been teaching here at Wise Primary School? Uh, yeah, I'm Heather Davis and I teach the collaborative classroom and I'm actually entering my sixth year as a third grade teacher and really enjoy my position here in third grade. I'm Susie Stallard and this is my 13th year at Wise Primary School and this is my first year joining the third grade team. I'm Tori Bevins. This is my fifth year at Wise Primary School and my fourth year in third grade. I teach math and science teaming with Heather Davis. And I'm Amber Foster. This is my 12th year here at Wise Primary School, and I've taught third grade all 12 years. Okay, so let's get down to talking about a little bit of magic in your classroom. A few years ago, we had a professional development opportunity to go visit the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta, Georgia. And the Ron Clark Academy is like Disney World for teachers. The atmosphere is electric, and I will forever be grateful for the opportunity to attend the Ron Clark Academy. I'd never been so excited about anything else in my teaching career. It's everything and so much more than you can ever hope for. While we were at Ron Clark Academy, we were able to engage with the staff and the students, and we were able to view firsthand Ron Clark Academy's best practices. What were some of the takeaways you each had from the Ron Clark Academy experience? Well, as you mentioned, it was quite an experience. Um, I think it was interesting that we were able to come in on live instruction and be in the classrooms and really be able to see the teacher in action and interacting with the students and, and it was just a really magical experience. I think what resonated most with me, and I think this question was actually posed at the academy, is um, if you were to walk past or enter your classroom, would you want to stay? Would you want to be there and would you enjoy it and want to come back and stay in your classroom? or would you be disengaged and potentially bored? And um, and so anyway, that, that is something that really resonated with me. Um, and really I've experienced the teachers, um, uh, you know, there were a few worksheets. I don't think there was a lot of, um, you know, stringent things going on in terms of, you know, they weren't really uh, scripted with worksheets and things like that. It was more of a, uh, there was a lot of high level of engagement with the students. Um, and really, I think they really tried to pour all of their resources into student engagement. And I think that is just uh, something that we all need to, you know, maybe do a little more of because really, um, you know, kids kind of take away moments that stick really stick with them. And so creating these magical moments and moments where they're completely engaged and involved in the learning process, I think is so important. So I took away, um, you know, ideas in, in that arena in, in terms of, you know, really wanting to maximize opportunities for active engagement, active involvement, active student learning. And uh, one thing in particular that we did, we were, um, teaching the kids about author's purpose. And I think this was a collaborative effort in third grade that we all did together. But, um, and you know, author's purpose simply is just, you know, why the reason an author writes. And we teach the kids that concept through PIE, P-I-E, persuade, inform, entertain. And so really to, to hit home, what we did was we involved them in the game of uh, pie in the face. And we did that through um, task cards 
which were very um, SOL oriented. And so they were learning, but yet they were engaged in a fun game that they were, you know, uh, maybe they play at home or they play with their friends. And so again, you know, that level of engagement was very high and, uh, and they were very involved in the activity. And so I think, you know, that's one of the things that I really took away was just trying to maximize that level of engagement with my students and uh, opportunities for more active learning. Um, something else that I took away was the high expectations. They set very high expectations and they expect everyone to rise to them. And I just found how true it is that when you set high expectations, like kids will show you how great they can be and what they can do. You know, if you just expect the bare minimum, they're going to do the bare minimum. But if you expect greatness, they will show you greatness. That was really important there. Amber, last year we went to Get Your Teach On, which is by far the best professional development I've ever attended. The energy and excitement of the presenters were contagious, and they are also former Ron Clark Academy teachers. And there were so many things that we learned and so many things that you could immediately come back and implement into your classroom. And one thing that they talked about was to set the stage to engage. Um, how do you do that in your classroom? Well, um, this conference was amazing, and um, its focus was creating student engagement in our classrooms with that high academic rigor. And um, I've been blessed enough to attend Ron Clark the year before and then went to Get Your Teach On. And for me, um, the things that I learned in Ron Clark were amazing, but Get Your Teach On really helped me to apply those in my classroom. And for me, it really helped spark creativity to just create lessons that will challenge our students to amp up the rigor, but really build um, a love for learning, to really just change the atmosphere in my classroom, to make it a place where the students want to come each day. And instead of them just sitting and listening, they're actively participating in part of the lesson. And just like we said before, it truly all comes down to just that student engagement, that they are actually part of the lesson. I know when I walk down the hallways, uh, I'm just uh, drawn in to your, when your doors are open and I'm drawn in by what is going on in your classrooms. The kids are always so engaged and your delivery and your lessons are always so energetic and so exciting for the kids. And so can you tell us some of your favorite lessons or maybe some of the room transformations that you all have done for your children? Well, some things that I do in my room is I teach standing on top of their desk because to keep their attention, you got to do something. And when you're standing on top of their desk, they're paying attention. Um, so sometimes if I feel like I'm losing interest, I will just stand up on a desk and all of a sudden they're back with me. Um, something else that I do is we have a red button and I can't tell you what it does, but I know there's, there's lights and there's music involved. But if all the kids bring back their homework or if all the kids get a really hard math problem right, or if they just all do something to earn it, I tell them it has to be earned, we'll hit the red button and lots, music, you know, things go on. And they really love that. Room transformations, I do quite a few, but um, one a day I'll do a black light day um, that we write in highlighters and we create polygons with glow in the dark sticks. Um, I'll do a pizzeria with fractions and we celebrate at the end of the day with a pizza party. We have a beach day that we play math beach games. We have detective day and they've got to solve the problems to figure out who did what. And then we have a boot camp day that we review our SOL skills with. One of my favorite is we did like a set like a surgery scene up and they were able to, we brought in like some little masks and some um, 
utensils that, you know, they may have to use if they were surgeons. And we kind of set the stage and made it, you know, really of high interest for the kids. But um, we did a, a surgery, contraction surgery where, um, you know, they really got involved in that and it was very hands-on and very high interest and um, they loved wearing the masks and things like that. So really just setting the stage um, for, for fun, you know, for an activity that, that they just really get consumed with and really get into. Uh, we do vocabulary headbands, which is um, simply where, just like the headbands board game that, that they can play at home, um, they're able to come up in front of the room and they, they can't see the word, but the other students can see the word that they're holding up. And so they're asked to give synonyms, uh, clues, things like that um, to the student in order for them to figure out the, the word that they're, you know, that they don't know. So, um, and again, it just sparks some creativity and allows the kids to just, uh, you know, get into the moment and enjoy it and have fun playing and um, not, they don't really even know they're learning and they are, you know, they're learning important vocabulary concepts and things of that sort. But we use just ordinary objects like fly swats um, we'll break the kids into different teams and have them come up and swap words on the board. Um, you know, there's just a, a host of things that we do daily. And again, it all goes back to that, um, you know, involving the students and engaging them, setting the scene and making it just a fun atmosphere for them to learn in. You know, we really try to think outside the box and we really work together and share ideas and collaborate together. And we do lots of scavenger hunts throughout the school or our classroom and lots of task cards in the hallway where the kids are up and moving. You know, we've already talked about our pie author's purpose game. It was one of my favorites where we transformed our classroom like a, a restaurant. Um, lots of black light lessons. It can turn just an ordinary lesson. Um, it's something so engaging when you turn off the lights and put a black light and give them a highlighter and props, costumes, music, anything that we can do to increase that student engagement where everyone's participating and everyone's accountable during the lesson. I would really like to come back to third grade again. <laughs> sounds so, so exciting. Susie, you're new to the team this year. You're our new reading interventionist for third grade. Can you tell us about your role and what you do with the third grade students? Sure, I would love to, Mary Beth. One of our main goals at Wise Primary School is to create lifelong learners, and reading, we feel like, is the key to open that door for all students here at Wise Primary. We do have the most amazing team of third grade teachers. I can speak to that as a parent of two children that have gone through third grade here and as a colleague of, of theirs. Um, they're a cohesive team that's compassionate about learning um, and very loving. They do work extremely hard to make the learning fun despite the extra demands of preparing students for their first SOL test. Um, third grade is a watershed year, as most students are now reading to comprehend, and teachers are covering a broad range of comprehension strategies in class, and some children just need a little more support unpacking those skills so they can use them on their own. And my job was designed to support the teachers and the students by providing a remediational block for students, um, for readers who are nearing grade level proficiency or maybe slightly below, and just need a little more support working with those con complex skills um, that third grade has to tackle. Um, our main goal is to increase eyes on text um, and just by reading instructional level text each day, our young readers are getting the extra practice they need in their craft and gaining confidence. Um, often reluctant readers will develop some strategies to avoid reading and um, to not practice as much as they need to. So my goal is um, to keep them moving forward in their 
developmental level as a reader and um, to kind of create those special bonds with them outside of the regular rigor of the classroom. Um, you know, each little group has their unique personalities when we go in and out of the rooms, um, but it gives us a little chance to visit and talk and, you know, I check in about how this went in their class or they tell me about some exciting activity they've just done. And um, today I happened to walk down the hallway and one class was out in the hallway reading clues on the wall um, to answer author's purpose. So our third grade team, I think, really does um, come up with some creative ways to uh, make learning fun and disguise learning for these kids. Um, they are tackling some really complex skills. So it's, it's a fun group to be a part of. And I, th I think we're starting some good things by just adding another layer for some of our readers that just need a little more um, practice. Do you have any advice for parents that something that they can do at home to help their child? Oh, sure. I think the biggest thing is, and I get this as a parent, because sometimes we get home and you got to get dinner, you got to get to soccer, you got to get to basketball, you got to get here and there, but just take 10, 15, 20 minutes if you could find it and sit and read with your child or listen to them read. I think either one is the biggest thing. Um, and just so that they know it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing, something you're interested in, something they are, you want them to be interested in and something that they do need to practice. Um, you know, I tell my kids all the time, I've got two readers at home and, and one reading comes a lot easier to, the other one has to work a lot harder at it. And one of the things we talk about a lot is like in anything in life, if it's, you know, something you want to continue to become better at, you have to practice. Um, so just providing those fun environments where they can um, read with you or read to a friend. Um, at our house, we, um, do a lot of FaceTime reading and we'll call a grandparent up and they'll read to their grandparent or, you know, read to an aunt or an uncle. So just trying to, you know, make fun ways for them to read to somebody. So yeah, just continue the, the hard work and I get it parents. I get it. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard, but um, just be there for them and listen to them read. That's some great advice. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate each of you being with us today. You all have, uh, shed a lot of light of what you all do in your classrooms and why kids are so excited to come to school. And that's one thing that I know that you all do is that the kids are excited to come because they're like, what is my teacher going to do today? What are we going to learn today? And we really appreciate you. Please join us for the next Primary Focus. We're going to be talking with some of our kindergarten and first grade teachers about our grade level parent meetings. Thank you for joining us today. Talk to you the next time.